Hello everyone, welcome to Roadside Rumors. I'm Sanika. And I'm Kowal, and today we're here with... Tekla. Hi Tekla. So, um, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm already working here in Hong Kong for almost a decade, mm -hmm. and I came from the Philippines, and my job here is domestic worker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So have you been a domestic helper for 10 years, or did you do something Yeah, else? it's more than 10 years already, yeah, okay. because I worked before in Singapore, in Macau, and here in Hong Kong. Oh, so Hong Kong, so only Hong Kong itself is 10 years? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so why did you choose to come to Hong Kong after Singapore and Macau? Yeah, because, you know, the salary here is bigger if you compare it to Macau and in Singapore, and the place is nice, so that makes me love Hong Kong. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so all of your family is back in the Philippines? Yeah, I'm alone here working in, in Hong Kong. My families are all there. So do you go back often to visit them? Yeah, uh... Every year I go home and sometimes my daughter come here to Hong Kong to stay with me, yeah. Okay. So uh, you said you've been working in Hong Kong for 10 years. So is it with the same employer or have you uh, worked yeah, for different uh, I people? I have already worked for four employers, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, before I worked for two Chinese and two Western, yeah. And now, right now, it's Western families, yeah. So as, um, as a domestic helper in Hong Kong, do you think that um, the locals perceive you differently or uh, do you interact with the locals a lot? Um, because I am always at the community in Hong Kong, so sometimes we um, interact with some employers and some people in Hong Kong like uh, people at NGOs like that. Yeah, so I have a con uh, interaction with them. And some also, we are always going outside, right? We go to public places, we go to the shops. So that's the way of interaction with the locals here in Hong Kong. So what about, uh, besides locals, what about other, um, say, other minority groups in Hong Kong, like other Filipinos or other yeah. Indians or Indonesians? Do you interact with them as well? Yeah, I interact with them because we are at the, uh, I'm a leader of the community. So I interact with uh, Indonesian leaders and s some other from because I am also a Resolve Fellow for mm -hmm. uh, from 2019, so I interacted with different minorities here in Hong Kong. So, is there any specific NGOs that you work for or that you run? Is there any NGOs that uh, you run? Uh, recently, uh, I just um, it's not really an NGO, but it's an organization. Okay. Yeah, it is called uh, Social Justice for Migrant Workers. Okay. So in here. Like it's a platform for domestic workers to seek help mm -hmm. uh, if we um, incur injustices yeah. from our employers because it's it's mainly for domestic workers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. So you're you said you're a leader in the community. So how did you get into it? And because you came ten years ago, so initially, did you see anything that encouraged you to get into this work? Yeah, because. Um, I saw mainly domestic workers like suffering abuses like that and then I came to see the different situations of different domestic workers so that's what I am become like um, interested to find out why and how to help them yeah to seek justice from those injustices they suffered yeah were there any challenges that you faced because I imagine when you first came here you probably didn't speak Cantonese right yeah, yeah. I, I really don't know how to speak Cantonese before but 
by reading, you know, and by interacting with other people who are good in Cantonese. So slowly, slowly, I learn a little bit. Yeah. So, so you've had the you've had a very long journey. So, can you tell us something, mem- some memorable moments, or what's your favorite part of your job? Yeah, of becoming a leader in the community. Yeah, mm-hmm. because. I able to connect with other people mm-hmm. and I able to help with my fellow domestic workers so that makes me um, proud as a domestic helper that even I'm just a domestic helper I can able to help other people I can touch their lives yeah it's really commendable that you've done all this work what are some of the biggest changes that you you've seen from your work um, the biggest is that my employer like I have a respect to me because they know what I'm doing in the community so that makes them respect me also so it's a good help because they don't treat me like uh, you know just a mere worker like that so they see me as a leader in the community and as a worker as well mm-hmm. yeah so say, considering how long you've lived in Hong Kong do you consider yourself a Hong Konger now or uh, how do you feel like your position in the society is right now um, I feel like uh, people in Hong Kong, but I'm not really a Hong Konger, right? So I just I because I love Hong Kong, mm-hmm. so that makes me feel like uh, I'm one of the people in Hong Kong too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've been in Hong Kong for a long time. You're definitely a Hong Konger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we call it home already, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all of us like we call it home, our mm-hmm. second home. Yeah. Yeah. So was it hard for you to adjust to like Hong Kong in the beginning? Or moving out of home from the Philippines, was it hard for you to adjust? You know, you had to travel and then you have to suddenly move in with a different family and then you have to take care of them. So was it like hard for you or were there any challenges that you faced? Uh, it's a bit hard because, you know, there is an adjustment really. Mm-hmm. Because different families, you know, different uh, attitudes towards the worker, right? So it's up to us to adjust what they really want to do. Mm-hmm. So they want like this this way and the other families this way so we need to follow what they want yeah so for your job duties was it mostly taking care of kids or elderly or yeah i i love kids so Mm -hmm. every time i apply for a job i always say that i'm looking for babies or children to look after Uh i don't apply for looking after dog or all this like that (laughs) i just love kids Kids. (laughs) so do you sorry yeah so what's your favorite part about your job then? You know, um, playing with the kids and mm. teaching them, you know, that makes me feel that they are my child because I left my child when she was still 11 months. So that makes me feel that, oh, I, even though I rose different kids, okay. but not my, my own kid, but still I'm happy because the way I'm looking after is I'm perceiving that it's like I'm looking after my own child. Yeah. So, so what are your main job duties when you're working? So, do they include cooking and then yeah. cleaning? Cleaning everything. Okay. Like, so, in, even cooking? Yeah, cooking, doing the ironing, cleaning the house. And so, are you... the most is looking after them. Okay. Yeah. So, are you good at cooking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, because, because... my first boss, you know, they they sent me to a cooking class. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, when we went to Thailand, they let me go to a Thai cooking. Mm-hmm. And here in Hong Kong, like, Western cooking. So okay. And then when I have a Chinese family, um, the popo look uh, teach me how to cook mm-hmm. Chinese cooking. Yeah. So I yeah. am good. <laughs> <laughs> do you yeah. sometimes miss cooking your own Filipino food, or do you still cook it sometimes for your employers? Yeah, sometimes you know they they like the way I cook our Filipino food. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like just like the pancit, 
Yeah, I love lumpia. Love yeah, lumpia. Lumpia. Yeah, they love it. Uh. Adobo. Yeah, adobo. <laughs> my my ward like adobo, and even my boss they like adobo. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so besides working in Hong Kong, I imagine you must need. So besides working in Hong Kong, you must need some time for yourself, or like you know, doing some hobbies. And I remember the first time me and Sanika saw you was at this uh, poetry speaking. Um, place like it was in I think it was in Central and yeah. we remember seeing you read out a poem so could you tell us a little bit more about your hobbies yeah because if I if I do nothing and then like sometimes I'm depressed like that like you know um, problems comes anytime right yeah. so that's the time like I can do writing or even I am inspired like I do I can write yeah so do you mostly write poetry or do you write uh, like that like what do you mostly write yeah, it's it's about our life as domestic workers, you know, because here is what we are facing. So that's mm -hmm. the one I'm writing and about myself and about my child like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what are what are some of the problems that you faced along your journey? Mm, it's a lot of problems, but mm, I can able to cope. Just like when I was terminated, you know, um, I was terminated with this um, not so good employer. So I cannot do anything. I need to find another employer and go back home to Philippines because we have only 14 days, right, to find a job. And then you need to go back to wait for your visa. So, oh. yeah. Oh, you only have 14 days? 14 so if, you, if you're... Yeah, after termination of oh. the contract, we have only 14 days to look visa, yeah. to look after, um, to look for a another new employer. job. Yeah. So if we find it, then we need to exit and wait our visa in the Philippines. Oh, yeah, so another, it's a bit complicated. Another payment to the agency, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's a bit difficult if you are terminated here in Hong Kong. Mm. What about the other laws in Hong Kong, though, protecting domestic helpers? Do you think that the laws do a good job in uh, protecting your rights? Yeah, I think it's good, just like the health system. Mm. Yeah, because um, here in Hong Kong, like you only pay for one hundred if you go to the public hospital, and you can avail everything. So this this makes us. Uh, very lucky as a uh, domestic worker in Hong Kong because our health, like, they are all looking after, yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's the only thing, like, the 14 days visa and the live-in, you know, you know, live-in, like, it becomes vulnerable to domestic workers, those abusive employers, you know. They let them work for how many hours? From 5 o'clock in the morning, they retire at 1 o'clock in the morning, you know, it's very long hours. So if you are live-in, like, that's the problem. Sorry, can yeah. you explain a little bit more about so live-in domestic helper is someone who stays with the employer. Yeah, yeah. And what's the the other kind is someone who just goes to work and then they can go back home. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like so stay out. We call it live-in and stay out. Living stay out. out. Yeah. Okay, okay. So for staying out, can they look for a place in Hong Kong or where do, where uh, do? Normally at the boarding house. Yeah. Oh, so there is a boarding house yeah, just the, for the employers pay for it, but it's, it's an, an internal arrangement. Yeah. Ah, understandable. Yeah. So that is also, are there a lot of uh, helpers that go for that? Yes, think some, they like living out, but for me, I prefer to live in because, you know, you save some money mm -hmm. and then your time, you know. Traveling you time. Your time. Yeah, your traveling time. Mm -hmm. um, I have a good a room, have aircon, have TV, have internet. Why should I still find another room? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So I prefer to stay in my boss house. What does your family back home think about your job? Do they want you to come back? Do they miss you? Or, Yeah, I think they miss me also, but 
they they are happy with me right now what I'm doing here in Hong Kong they are happy because my employers are very good they are very supportive so my family can come here in Hong Kong anytime so I can go home anytime if I like mm. so I am lucky enough working here in Hong Kong yeah <laughs> if compared to other workers you know yeah. some workers are really difficult you know mm -hmm. they don't have enough food the room is you know they just lying down on the floor on the bunk bed like the space is just like this they cannot even sit down on their bed so that's those um predicaments of domestic workers are really that situation is really yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so today you just now before you came here you told us you were you went to jordan to deliver some food to a fellow domestic helper yeah. right so was it like what, what was she in a really bad situation or yeah because um because we have this group right uh, we we connect to people so uh, there are some domestic workers who need help, so they come to us and tell their problems that uh, the employers, when they come back, like they terminate them once they are quarantined. Mm -hmm. So no food to for them. So mm -hmm. uh, I just post it in our group, in Facebook group. Then so many were volunteering to go and serve and give food. You know, like it's very, you know, heartwarming that many yeah. people, even though we are just domestic helpers, that the love and care for fellow domestic workers are there you mm -hmm. know still on top i feel really good like hearing about this and i feel me and sonica were like so shocked that you went all the way to jordan and then you had to come here so we were really impressed by all the work that you guys do yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. this is the way we can help our our fellows yeah, yeah. and staying together yeah. and building the community mm -hmm. yes. so do you guys do uh, some events or some fun things together as a community to you know keep in touch yeah, presently uh, we have uh, during our anniversary, first anniversary, like I... Sorry, how many years has it been? First, first anniversary. So it's only yeah. been one year? Yes. Oh, this year is uh, the first anniversary? Yes, yes. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, last May 30, so I opened a poetry writing. Mm. It's about social justice, so we just, we have four winners for the poetry writing and then one for the essay writing, so we, are, oh. we have five winners. Yeah. So did you organize this? Yeah, I organized oh, okay. this. Yeah. So it's it's very heartwarming because so many were um, joining it. Mm -hmm. So that makes them um, important in the community, right? Yeah. That we are not just mere domestic workers. We have roles, uh, roles here in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to take a break? Do you want to take a short break? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, maybe we can talk a little bit more about your, uh, you living in Hong Kong. So as you know that luckily, like, you know, you were placed in a very nice uh, home with a yeah. good employer. But unfortunately, there are some like um, there are some domestic helpers in Hong Kong that don't get the same treatment and they get like they get re treated really poorly by their employers. So what are some of the cases like have you ever because I've only heard of these cases on the newspaper. So have you ever come across um, people who have come up to you and told you their problems? You know, like the the situation of domestic yeah, abuse. Some, sometimes the uh, the employer doesn't pay them. Mm -hmm. They they don't give them the right food like that, and the right place to stay. And then like they treat them so badly that they can even speak for them like bad words like that outside. Even they are in public, you know, they're shouting at them, humiliating them. So that it's very sad, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think there's any ways that what, is there anything we can do as young people or is there anything that you have tried to do to 
bring a change to the situation? Uh, I think we uh, we need to educate also the employers that they should not be treating their employers like the other workers like this because yeah. we are also humans, mm -hmm. you know, that what they eat, we also eat. We have the same. They breathe air, we also breathe air. So we should be um, treated uh, on the right treatment, yeah. right? They give us food, the right food, mm -hmm. and they should give us rest. The and right just treat rest, with yeah. respect, like yeah. the most important. Human, yeah. yeah, and I feel like it's really hard because, especially because you have to travel, all, you have to leave home and then travel to like some yeah. different part of the world and yeah. you have to live with this different family and you have to adjust. So yeah. I feel like it's really important for us to like raise awareness, you know, yes, and like try our best to help. Yeah. yeah. Because sometimes I also notice that, you know, on Sundays when there's a lot of helpers that are on um, different public areas like parks and the bridges. bridges. Yeah. And people will just be so rude and mean and just like walk across and be like, oh, this is so annoying. But on a Sunday, that's you. That's like your front fun time, your downtime. Right. Yeah. It's like all the stress the, for the whole week. Like <laughs> it's all gone when it's Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yesterday I went I went to a I went on a picnic with my friend and next to us there was like a group of uh, domestic helpers and they were like having they were also having a picnic and they were like p playing their music and we were just like playing our music and we were just like laughing and they were just so nice like and they were they were I think they were eating like they just cooked their own food and yeah. they were they asked us like oh do you want to try it the food always looks so good <laughs> 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 do you normally hang out with your friends on Sundays as well Yes, but because I'm very busy during Sundays, you know, like, yeah, yeah I, I seldom go and eat with them already okay. on the street, like, mm -hmm. because so many things to, to go with and to talk to people yeah. like this, yeah. yeah, have some workshop and everything, organizing. Mm -hmm. So will you invite, like will you invite them to your workshops? Yeah, recently, last December, we organized a workshop. Yeah. It's about depression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we we called uh, uh, this lecturer at Hong Kong U, Dr. Brenda Allegre. Oh, she she's one. our professor. Oh, yeah. she, she was the one who delivered the talk about depression. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, she's so nice. She's yeah. super nice. She, she is our advisor, you know, in social justice. She's sorry, what? Advisor. Advisor, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. Do you think it helps when um, all these people from different communities also help and join together for the cause? Yeah, because uh, people will be motivated to join the cause mm -hmm. also, you know. If they see many people are helping, then they come in too, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like like uh, good in, like, how you call this one? Um, they will be attracted, you know, yeah. for what we are doing. Yeah. yeah. Just now you mentioned about mental health, so yeah. I just want to know, like, uh, you know, when, how, uh, how do I ask this? Like, for example, you guys have. So just now you mentioned that sometimes in your room you you write poetry or you, you use your hobbies to as a way to cope with your mental yeah. health, right? So, can you tell us a little bit more about, like, how is the mental health of the domestic helpers affected in Hong Kong? Yeah, because if you are alone, then you will be more um, stressed or depressed, you mm -hmm. know. So you need to reach out with other friends. You need to talk to other friends about your problem. Yeah. Then you can share it. Then your burden will be become easier, you know. Because if you share, but you need to share it to the people you only trust. Mm -hmm. You don't tell to everyone yeah. mm -hmm. because that's not good also, right? Yeah. So we need yeah. to reach out. If we have problem, we need to speak up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if we face uh, abuses, we need to speak up. We need to inform the people that... We are suffering like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't need to be silent. We need to be 
to be courageous to speak about it yeah and what about the healthcare system do you think it's good enough for you guys to seek help if you know if you need professional help for things like these yeah i think uh, i already experienced to stay in the hospital you know yeah mm -hmm. here in uh, during my past employers because i have this um, operation in my leg mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But because, you know, if it's not really um, emergency, yeah. then you need to wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in the hospital? Wait, right? Yeah, yeah, you need yeah. To wait. So long. You need yeah, to wait. It's very yeah. long. And then I need MRI. And then the, the schedule they gave me is 2020, this November 2020. And that was already three years ago. Oh. So my boss said, ah, oh, we cannot wait until that time. So they asked me to, to go to the... Uh, private hospital yeah. to do the MRI because I need to check again my leg before when I come back because like it's a bit painful mm -hmm. yeah. so they asked me to go and luckily like it's, it's fine yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so did you so did you get the surgery done yeah I, I took it in the Philippines okay. yeah oh. yeah because here they said oh your leg is you can still walk it didn't change the color yeah so, <laughs> what should i wait until it turns the color then it's becomes already yeah. yes and i need to be uh, cured before it gets worse yeah yeah so i just go home to philippines and done it there. do you go back to the philippines philippines quite often once a yeah, year once a year yeah. once a year so if all your family's back there yeah uh, okay so do you how do you stay connected with them like is it through facetime or yeah. do you call them every day uh not really every day <laughs> because I have my job. Yeah. Yeah. Texting and sometimes uh, if they are free and I am free, then we have this video call. Oh. Yeah. It's better accessible now, you know. Yeah, it's better yeah. now. How many, so many how many children do you have? Only one. Uh, no, one daughter? She's 19, yeah. Oh, okay. She's 19 now. Yeah. So over time, do you think it's been, uh, it has become easier? Because obviously when you moved uh, probably 10 years ago, it wasn't this easy. Yes, it's very difficult before because you can only communicate through letter, you know? And yeah. it's if you call, like, it's very expensive, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's very expensive. Similar, yeah. is, It's very fast. And now, like, <laughs> you have only Wi-Fi, then you can talk how many hours, <laughs> even the whole day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's very accessible now. It's easier than before, yeah. So thank you so much for being here with us. And it was so nice hearing from you, like, uh, telling us from your own experiences. And I think, like, I'm so impressed with all the work that you do. And I would love to help you guys, like, if there's anything in the future that you need help with. But to wrap it up, is there anything you would like to say to the public or to young people in Hong Kong on how they can help you guys? Um, maybe uh, you help us to promote how to treat the domestic workers fairly. Mm -hmm. So to you, you can educate other locals here in Hong Kong. Yeah to treat nicely their domestic workers yeah. like me. Yeah, thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here with us. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next time and we'll be back with another episode very soon. Bye. Bye.